Oh God. Okay, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. Okay. It's recording now. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stark Naked Podcast. <laughs> this is the first time that I've had anybody on. I have my friend Kathleen here, like I said in the other podcast. I was going to have her on, and we were going to talk about a very important topic. So, Kathleen, how's it going? Good. Don't worry, you guys. I'm not naked. Just Jess. <laughs> I do all of my podcasts naked. I don't know if anybody knows that. <laughs> Which I did think about doing that once, actually. I thought that it would be like a funny way to, uh, even though I'm a nurse, so I probably can't, but I was thinking that would be like a good way to get some like, like, not recognition, but to like get it out there, but like be naked, but have everything like blurred out. I feel like, you know. I think you would have a lot of viewers. You guys, just imagine, just imagine her naked right now. We're recording the podcast and, and that's that. Right. And it's blurred out, but, all, but the interviewers as well are naked. Yeah. There so you I go. Have random Make, people. Makes it easier for us. Yeah. Everybody's vulnerable. It's nice. I think I'm going to, somebody's going to take my idea, but later on in life when my dad doesn't care about what I'm doing. So this is, so this is Kathleen. We are both from South Florida and we met funny, funny story dating two guys that were best friends. They are still best friends. <laughs> we didn't know each other and now we're best friends. Yeah. Well, that's how it happens. You know, Virgos stick together. Um, right. Yeah. So we stayed in touch over the years. That was like, was that like three A years? long time ago. Yeah. Two or three years ago. Um, mm -hmm. But we stayed in touch because we just have the same mindset, I believe, which is great. So Kathleen is also a foster parent. I am. If you are in the South Florida area and you're looking for a dog... I am the person to help you out. Mm -hmm. And I'm about to get a new foster tomorrow. And I was just telling Jess, it's exhausting. It's tiring. The first three weeks are the hardest. But just like everything, at the end of all of it, it's rewarding. So It is probably the most rewarding thing, too. I can't imagine you actually, like, giving away the dog, though. That's got to oh, be God. very hard. It's very like an ugly cry every single time. I like try to say bye. You know, the new parent is like so excited and I'm like hysterically crying. It's, it's like, it's honestly a really awkward exchange because I, I want to be able to like say things to them. Like, here's a toy. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> you know, like they're going to be so happy now. And it's more of just like a, <laughs> and I just hand over a bag and I walk away and it's, and, and then I just follow on Instagram. <laughs> Do you say you hug the dog goodbye? I just like try, you know, to like hand it off and like never look back because um, I've had times where the dog is like trying to run towards me, like won't go with them. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's every single time, like there's, there's never a time where it's easy. It's always so hard. But the thing is, is they're going with a family that has, you know, double the love, double the space, double the time. And so it's just, it's, you know, I choose the family that they're going to. So it's not like they're going to somebody who I'm worried about. And I follow all of my fosters and they live like the most incredible life. My most recent foster, um, he, his new owner, it's um, a lesbian couple. They were like the sweetest. And they take him to the beach for sunrise every single morning, every single morning. 
Like, no chance I was doing that. No chance. So, and he, like, swims every single morning. He's living the best life, so. He looks happy. Yeah. The pictures that you post. Yeah. Oh, that's gotta feel so good, man. I know. I would do that rather, you know, it's very sad, but I would rather foster dogs than kids anyways. That's just- <laughs> Same. I'd rather take care of a dog than a child. <laughs> yep. All right. Speaking of love, um, so we were going to talk about um, a subject that I believe everybody goes through at some point in their life or like the majority of their life and they learn to not get through it. So it's the difference between being lonely versus being alone. And a lot of us think that when you're alone, that's loneliness. And it's a, like, it's normal to feel this like big sense of like, just like blah, where you feel so depressed when you're like sitting in your house by yourself. And I used to be like that all the time. Like I couldn't sit by myself and be happy with myself, which is pretty fucking insane because now I love it. Hmm. We were just talking about before we um, started recording how uh, Jess was like, man, I can't wait to live alone. And I was like, I don't even remember what it's like to come home to anybody. I've lived alone for so long. And it's funny how you go through these phases of like, I, I don't want to be alone. Being alone is the worst. And then you get to a point in your life where you're like, I can't wait until I, it's just me and I have this time alone. So. And it's a different, it's hard to like figure out because I don't know if it comes with age or if it comes with I don't think it does because I know people that are older than me, older than both of us. And they literally can't, I mean, I hope my dad's not hearing it, but my dad has a hard time being alone. Like he, and he, people stay in relationships and marriages for so long because like, even if the marriage is falling apart, they just don't want to be lonely. There's like, there's, um, there's a saying out there and it's, I mean, I'm, don't quote me on this, but it's something along the lines of it's when somebody is single and alone for so long, it's hard for them to get into a relationship because they have found that they have established a life by themselves and happiness by themselves and like this routine. So then to share that with somebody and it's, it's the same with the opposite. When you're married for so long and you're living with somebody for so long, it just becomes a part of life and the routine. And that's what makes it hard. So to be, you know, in that lifestyle for 20, 30 years, and then just everything change, it's hard. It's, it's an adjustment. I think, I don't think there's ever a time where you're just like, you know what, I'm good with being alone. I think, you know, there might be times or phases in your life where you're good with being alone, but you know, I think, you know, five, 10 years, maybe a year, a month, even from now, you're going to be like, fuck, I hate being alone. Yeah. Just the phases. So I think that, and also the thing is when you, So in my past, I could definitely say that I was using people to not feel lonely, but it was more of a sense because I I wasn't happy with being by myself. I wasn't comfortable with myself. Like I've told my friends before, like I can't, I couldn't even like look in the mirror and tell myself that I love myself. That's how like weird it was to be just with me. So I always needed the validation of somebody else near me to, to make me feel like I was like alive and like I had purpose and like I didn't want to be alone because then you just get stuck in your thoughts and then that was that was my issue for sure I was not why why do you think that was that you weren't able to like you know even tell yourself you loved yourself or like what was it being alone like what came up I think it was just because I wasn't happy with my life at all. Like I wasn't, I was happy in a sense where I got my career, I went to school and I did what I needed to do 
like quote unquote, like what I needed to do. Um, I made my dad happy and like I did my job as a kid growing up and stuff. But then I think when I, I would always bounce into these relationships, like I've, this is the first time I've ever been single, like for more than two months. It's crazy since I was like 15. It's nuts. And being with somebody always like, I was never with them for the love of it. I was with them for the comfort of it. Like the comfort of like just having somebody there to make me feel like I'm, I'm supposed to be here. And like, I'm like, my life means something. It's such a weird thing because I can't imagine like going back to that. I cannot imagine. I just didn't, I like, I, I didn't like myself when I looked in the mirror. I didn't. Yeah. I had no self-love whatsoever. How did you get there? Do you think you're there now or is it still, still in progress? I think the depth, well, 1000% in progress. Um, I've definitely learned, and it's weird to say this, but I've been on dating apps while I'm here. And I think when I first got here, I was on them because I, I needed somebody there to make me feel good about myself. But now I find myself, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to like use somebody to, to make me feel wanted anymore. And I'm, I'm okay with being like spending, sometimes like my roommates will go out and I'm perfectly okay with just staying home because I'm so happy with like what I'm doing now. I feel like I'm growing and yeah. And like even doing this podcast, man, I'm telling you, it's like, it's, it's, I feel like when you do something that you want to do, it just, it gives you like, like self-worth. Like you feel like you're yeah. doing some, yeah, it's yeah. Just like, I'm sure like you with the fostering, like it gives you, like, you feel like you're giving back to it's something. <clears throat> My mom says to me the other day, I'm like, okay, I'm picking up a new foster on Wednesday. And she goes, her exact words, are you, so is this just a void that you're feeling in your life? And it's interesting um, that that's what it looked like to her. And I said, you know what? There's a lot, I'll be honest. There's a lot of things I do to keep me busy. Sometimes, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to try and quote so many things today. I, me and Jess are really big on quotes. So yes. there's a quote out there that says something along the lines of people that are so busy and stay busy all the time, it's because they're avoiding being at one with themselves and um, taking time to just be alone and in silence because they can't face themselves. And so I'm the first to admit I live a very busy lifestyle, but fostering is for me um, something that my like words for this year are um, inspire like and joy and love and if I'm doing what inspires me um, then that's going to bring me joy and if I have joy then I'm going to be like filled with love and be able to love myself and love others at the full capacity um, that I want to and so uh, fostering is like my way of giving back. Um, I love dogs more than most like just like Jess we're big in the fitness world and um I also you know I have friends and I have family and um I want to be able to volunteer and so fostering is me giving my time and my energy and my house and my love and um I'm committed to fostering four dogs this year and and that is to um yeah to fill my cup and it's it's not filling a void I'm very aware of um decisions when I when I am making a decision to fill a void and trying to avoid that. 
And do you feel like that? Well, definitely the foster thing. I can't imagine that that's like a, no, there's no I, filling the void as far as like, maybe people would do that if they were lonely. Like I said, when I was feeling lonely before I was like, man, I should just get a dog, but that's more of like using the dog as something to make you feel not alone, but you're doing this because you actually like, you love the animal and you're giving it like a beautiful home. And it's, yeah, it's got to, they say and like, Boston, I just end up hurt at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> nothing good for you. Give unconditional love to then, you know, make this dog perfect for a family to then give him away or her. Um, I have to do ever have to do a podcast on dating apps by the way um because i think that we should definitely i wrote that down we should do a segment on dating apps we could definitely get into that <laughs> um i i've actually never been on dating apps um so and i have like this whole thing and belief around dating apps um but when you were talking about just being with somebody um you know and just like have them there coming from the complete opposite side of that. So I was married and divorced and um, I've only had like one, I would say one real relationship since my divorce and, and meaning like loving somebody wholeheartedly, unconditionally. And, um, and this person, we're not together anymore. Um, <clears throat> and I love them to this day. I'm, I'm not one to have nothing negative to say, but um, something they would say a lot is I'm better off alone. I'm better off alone. And if you have ever said that or if you've ever been with somebody who says that, it's really frustrating because I know and that person knows and deep down, they don't want to be alone. Nobody really wants to be alone. Like we were made to be, we have mouths to speak, ears to hear, like we're made to be in relationships with people. Um, and, uh, and that phrase always comes from when things get difficult. And, um, people are, you know, it's easier. That's like the common word. It's easier to be alone. Um, but really if you ask anybody who's, who is really truly alone, um, they're coming, they're probably more lonely than they are alone. And that is probably the hardest thing. If you've ever talked to somebody who's really felt lonely, I mean, it's like, you know, a deep, deep place of depression. And I think people like your, your ex was probably saying that in a sense where like he's better off alone because he knows that there's, there's deep rooted issues there. Like, I feel like you're, yeah, like there's a reason why maybe he didn't feel, I don't want to say like he didn't feel good enough to be in a relationship, but just like maybe he, he felt better off like being alone and sad than like putting you, I don't, well, I don't know the whole thing that happened with you guys, but that is a pretty sad thing to say to be better off alone because I've never said that mine was usually like no I always need to be with somebody because I need to feel love but if you get to a place where you're like I'm better off just like without this person that I love so much yeah I think you know it comes from um everybody has everybody has things to work on and um it's like you know chasing the dangling carrot people think okay well um, you know, I don't have a, I don't have an, once I get to here, then I can do this. Or once I have this, then I can be better in a relationship with you. Or once I get here, then I'll be ready for you. And it's just like, you're never really going to be ready. Like ask anybody who has kids, ask anybody who's been married, like you're never really ready. 
there's always going to be something else. And I, um, you know, I, something I've learned from this relationship that for everybody to know, um, and if you take anything away, take this, if, if a man or a woman ever says to you, you deserve better, trust the words. <laughs> and it's not that, no, you don't know what I want. Like you're just in a bad place. I, I'm going to love you even more through all the hurt. No, they're saying that for a reason because deep down they know they're not good enough. And whatever that is, whatever that reason is, who knows? I still don't know what it is, but, but I, I, I don't care to know anymore because I got to a place where it's like, you know what? You're right. Um, and I should, if I should have listened to that the first time out of the 12 times, but when you talk about like you were in a relationship and then, you know, you would, you moved and you went on dating apps. It's funny. I've never been on dating apps, but I've also, um, I've been, in, you know, I was married and then in a serious relationship, both of which I, I, like unconditional love was present and real. So for me to even want to date someone right now, it's like, there's no desire. Um, and I think that that comes from, you know, I went through my fair share of craziness and trying to fill the void after my divorce. And I was just like, holy shit, I'm at my lowest of my lows. Like, you know, a memorable time to say the least, but I've been through it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. that's, that's when I met Jess. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see low, I have to say. <laughs> um, Played it but you, get, you get to a place where you'd rather just stay in, or like you don't want to be on the dating apps because it's it's not bringing, it's not benefiting you in any way, and it's like, and unless it's authentic and it's real and it's you know like. Which There's I think no you could tell when you find it. Yeah. The authenticness, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's like not a, yeah. I've definitely like when you, well, I have to say, I'm happy that I did go on the dating apps because I have been able to see mm. what it is like to have an authentic conversation with somebody and what it is to just be like this surface level bullshit, which we'll get into the dating apps later, but that's like a, yeah, I definitely was just using it to fill the void of feeling lonely because I, when I went through my breakup, this was by far like the far, when I don't, I don't talk, I'm not a depressed person by any means. And I think that depression is like a serious issue and people really do go through it. But I do, that was the closest thing to feeling what depression was for sure. Like that, that feeling of just like sitting on the floor and like, I think I laid on the floor for like, this is me being very open, but I laid on the floor for like a solid 12 to 13 hours, not moving and literally just like didn't eat didn't because I was literally just so like in my head and the, the blinds were closed and I was waiting for him to come home. Oh, it was horrible. It was, the, I would not wish that on my worst enemy, heartbreak like that, horrible. And it was like a, it was a, it was an equal thing. It was a mature breakup because it was like, he knew that I needed to work on myself and yeah, but I, the, the feeling of losing him was more of the fact that like, I was so afraid to be alone because I've never done it before. And I was so like nervous to like go somewhere and not have a boyfriend with me at all times. And when you, cause I just, I didn't like myself. I didn't like to like hang out with myself. It's crazy. It's a very sad, uh, yeah, 
it's a very sad thing if you don't love yourself. When you get into that place, like for everyone who's listening and who has definitely been there, I've been there days of not eating, not wanting to get out of bed. Um, like if I didn't have a job, I probably, I would probably lay there for a lot longer. What, um, like, what are things that get you out of that place? Like what helps you get out of that place when you are laying on the floor for hours or don't want to eat, don't want to get bed. And you're like in the ultimate low of loneliness. So definitely the, I, I wasn't in a state of where I knew what I know now. If I was to go through heartbreak again, I feel like I would, like, I have my, I have my ammo now. Like I have my weapons that I could take to battle per se. Like I, I just, I know what it is to go through that. And I know what I would need to do to kind of like control what was going on in my head. But the untethered soul, that book fucking changed my life. Like it, it taught me how to, I think his name is like Michael something. I forgot. He, it literally taught me how to take my thoughts and separate them from myself and understand that like everything that you're going through is just you reacting to the situation. And I also started therapy through, through a computer thing. It's called BetterHelp. And my therapist. It's online. Yes. So it's called BetterHelp. And instead of paying $200 a session, you pay like, I think it was like 140 a month. Mm. And you talk to him, like it's kind of unlimited, but I would talk to him once a week and it was the best. It moved mountains for me. I still talk to him to this day. And I think that he, he honestly helped me. I think you need people going through that stuff. It's such a good thing to talk to somebody that's like unbiased. It's just, they're just like people, they don't know anything about what's going on. And they could kind of give like a bird's eye view on everything. And they tell you what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. Like the chemical reaction behind it. Because when you go through a breakup, they were talking about like, it's like, like drug withdrawal. Yeah. Like you're literally, and I can't imagine even being married. I was just with him for two and a half years or whatever. Like I cannot imagine if I was like, like legally bound to this person and then it didn't work out. Yeah. Oh my God. I would, um, I, um, I think, you know, I think having, having someone to talk to and, and having somebody who can have an un, an unbiased opinion to talk to, because so many times, like we have our, our circle of who we go to when we have problems. And a lot of times those are people that are on your side, but a really good circle is somebody who's going to not take a side and, and just listen and, and, you know, play devil's advocate or just not choose a side and just be there. Um, and I, you know, like heartbreak, I've had my fair share of loss, um, in my family, my dad has died, my sister has died. I've lost a friend. And so like loss can, you know, like there's so many different types of loss. I've lost dogs. Let me just tell you, um, that's been, maybe one of the hardest somebody listening to this might think that I'm absolutely fucking crazy saying that. Um, but it is true. Um, but, and I moved away from my family like 13 years ago. So like there's moments of like true loneliness of like feeling like the only consistent thing in my life was me. And it was just like, always, always just me, only me. And like feeling alone, or feeling lonely all the time. And just like, 
I think I learned at a young age what the difference was of feeling lonely and being alone. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful for all the things that I went through and that I learned that early on um, because, you know, I could have gone many routes with my life, but um, I read a lot of books. I have a lot of people in my life that have an unbiased opinion and sometimes it's really fucking annoying and I'm just like, can somebody take my side? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> like, what? Um, my mom... People, but they're worth it, yeah my best friend but she um you, and it's like you know I I if I think about the people that I choose to spend my time with and who I'm surrounded with no one really takes my side now that I think about it um and it's not even about taking a side but they're the first people to be like mm-hmm mm -hmm. and I'm like are you gonna say something and they're like I mean do you want me to say something and I'm like yeah and then they start talking and I'm like stop stop talking <laughs> that's enough <laughs> um but those are the people that you need in your life. And, um, and I, I'm a big fan of therapy. Um, and I think that it's even more important to go to therapy in good times, not just in bad times, because even in the good times is like, continue the good times. Um, not just seek help when, when you need it, yep. but w when you're in a good place, continue to seek that place and, and get into an even better place. And let me tell you, when I was, when I did go through the therapy of the first like two months, I was with him and then things started getting easier because I was going like the dating apps and shit and I was doing different things. And like, I was basically enjoying Colorado and I had so many distractions going on that I kind of like, I, I didn't, I didn't need him anymore. I thought. I thought. Mm -hmm. And then, so I told him, I like, we kind of just like quit it for a little bit. And I was, he'll like, you know, if you ever need me, just like message me and we'll make a plan. And it's so weird. He lives in Colorado. I had no idea when I first met him, but yeah, he moved from Florida to Colorado. It was the weirdest thing. Wow. So, but then I went through another thing where I went down to Florida and I hung out with my ex and it fucking did a 180. Like I flipped and I was just, it put me down the fucking rabbit hole of just sadness again and the overthinking and the, I went through the depression again, basically, but like a, like a smidge of it, not like it was the first time yeah. it didn't work out the second time. And that's when I, I messaged, I was like, dude, like I did it again to myself. And I like, I don't know why I didn't keep up with you because you would have kept me in line basically. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not telling me what to do, but I, I trust his opinion so much. And yeah. And then I started working with him again and he like, now he's got me like on the right track again but you you do definitely need to like keep going when the times are good too because that was a bad idea <laughs> yeah. I um I played sports growing up so I always like I always relate things to sports and it's like you know Tom Brady or like LeBron James when they're like playing at their best they don't just like tell their coach mm -mm, no don't need you anymore Nope, don't need it. I don't need it anymore. You know, like they—they're always going to be there, and they're always—they're—they're they're always going to get better. And like whatever they're doing, good, they want to keep doing. Um, and so I think it's like the same thing for people that are listening, and they're like, "No, I'm not about a therapist." Look, if you can relate to sports, like think of the greatest athletes that are out there. They don't just fire their coach or leave the team when they're doing great. No, they're always there. They're always there and they're always training. They're always working hard. They're always getting um, coaching and that's that. Yep. 1,000. Yep. Yeah. Cause you can't even, it's like, 
it really is like coaching too. Like the, the therapy is coaching. It literally taught me and he did teach me. He, he taught me the difference between, cause I was codependent with my ex. Like I, I needed, or not even with him, with anybody, I was codependent with needing somebody to make me not feel lonely. And he taught me the difference between like what it is when you're alone sitting by yourself and like if you could sit it was so uncomfortable the first the first couple of months so uncomfortable i needed to always have something going on and i noticed that like i literally like even if i was sitting at my house by myself like i was scrolling through social media i would like had like reruns of stuff that i've already watched and just to keep my brain going and like i was trying to talk to friends and like family and texting my ex like an idiot and it was just like i always needed something scrolling through the fucking dating apps like it was ridiculous but now it's like when you could just sit and like literally be okay like you could turn your phone off and you could just be with yourself and not feel that like overwhelming sense of like like oh I feel so like sad that I'm just here by myself and alone like I feel so worthless it's it's like it's a big difference that's the difference between like the loneliness and being alone and you living by yourself for so long, you have to have a sense of like, you have to have a sense of just self-worth that you feel okay being alone. I don't even know how to explain it. It's such a, it's just within the six months that I've been here, it's been a, that difference. I feel yeah. okay now, like I would rather stay home and yeah. save my energy and like, I don't need to like, energy is fucking currency, that's another quote. Yeah. <laughs> True. It's like they say, you know, a relationship is like an investment. Um, it's the same thing. I, you know, I think like, you know, in my, all my years, cause you know, I'm so old. <laughs> um, life, I, I, to say. <laughs> I, um, after, like, I think you just, you get to a point where you've experienced so much hurt. You've made your fair share of mistakes. Um, heart heartbreak like all of those things that you just you get to a point where you are forced to look at yourself um and like work on yourself and I think that I've done that so much in these past few years that now it's just like nobody's nobody is entering in this bubble unless you are elevating me challenging me supporting me we're working together we're growing together like and that's it. Like my, you know, I used to, as I, you know, I want a family, I want kids and like, you know, my clock is a, you know, it's ticking. So, and I got, my mom is like, Kathleen, you know, I want to be a grandma. And I'm like, yeah, great. Good. Good for you. Um, but I, I just think <laughs> I have gotten to a place where I just, I'm just like filled with like, so much trust that like if if it's meant to be it will be and like i i'm ha like i'm so happy in my life and i'm happy with myself and um and i just i you know like i've i've given the wrong people chances i have gone longer in relationships than i should have and i'm just I used to like think to myself, Kathleen, you can't be too picky. You know, you're getting older. You can't be too picky. My, my list when I was like, I'm not going to share my age on our podcast just yet. But when I was in my twenties, my list was like, oh my gosh, like Santa's naughty list. Like it was so long. 
was so long. It was like what you wanted. My non-negotiables. It was like so long. The most ridiculous things. And now it just, it's really, it comes down to, you know, like people's values. It's like, forget all the other stuff. It's down to values. Um, and I just like, I know, I, I know within an hour or two of meeting somebody that like, whether or not I want to continue a relationship, some sort of relationship with you or not. And I used to like feel bad about being picky and like, I'm never going to, I'm going to always be alone. Oh my gosh. I used to say that all the time. I'm never going to get married again. Um, and like now I just like, I don't feel that way at all. I trust that, you know, well, I hope that I do, but um, I don't. I don't worry about those things. It's more or less like I'm more worried that I would make a mistake and end up in a relationship where I'm not valued, where you know I cry all the time, where I'm with someone married and I'm the loneliest I've ever been. That's my fucking versus. No. Being here. There's a um there's this app, it's called Questions. If you ever wanna like get deep with somebody, a friend, maybe somebody just met, whatever, there's this app, it's called Questions, and there's like four categories. It's like acquaintance, friend, like you really know each other, and then like soulmate. I don't know. And it asks like a simple question and you guys answer it together. Um it's so good. It's called questions. Download it, like play it. It's fun. There's funny questions. There's like deep questions. Um, I and love that. Uh, there's a question on there. There's like the third, the third category is like, I don't know. Um, like somebody, I don't know, whatever the third one is, the third level. And there's a question and it says, when have you felt your loneliest? And I was playing with somebody and this person had been, it was so bizarre because like we knew each other like very well, but like, you don't like naturally just, you know, talk about this kind of stuff with people. Um, and I thought that I was going to know their answer and they thought they were going to know mine. And, and mine was actually a moment in time in my marriage. Um, and it wasn't like living on my own, being away from my family, like, you know, all of these things. Um, and like bizarre, somebody from the outside looking in would think like you were most alone when you're married in this beautiful, in the dream house that you build with the job that you love. Yes, 100%. It was the most loneliest time of my life. Um, Isn't that crazy? So yeah, download the app. It's really good. That. First off, the question thing is amazing because I, I think that that's like, I always say that I, I hate small talk so much. Like I cannot, I don't have a lot of like very, I don't have a big group of friends because the people that I, that I like to talk to, like I need to, I can't have surface level shit. Like I, and that's what the dating apps, man, just like you said, like you can tell within an hour or two of knowing somebody, like speaking with someone, you know, if you're going to get along with them. If I can't get deep with you and talk about like shit, I literally ask people like on there for like, what's your biggest fear? Like, tell me something that like, like lets me dive into you for a second. It's not like, I don't give a shit about what you look like. Like there's no, and that's what like what you going back to what you were saying. It's because you know your self-worth. You don't want to give the energy to these people that don't, it's not that they don't deserve it, but it's not worth it. Like, you know, you know who you are and you know what you want and you've gone through all of these trials and tribulations of all the shit that you've gone through and now you know 
where you are in life and you know that it's going to happen when it needs to happen. And I'm a big thing. I think that like, like if, if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. I think that that's like a huge thing. And I feel like that's with anything in life, like jobs or work or, and, you know, moving. I never thought that I was going to leave Florida ever. You could, if you told me that a couple of years ago, I'd be like, suck a dick. There's no way. But, <laughs> but I literally, that's why I started noticing that, like, I don't really want to talk to a million people. Cause if I want to, if I talk to you and we have a good conversation, like you're in, like, I love that. And I love the question thing is fucking, I can't wait for that. That's going to, yeah. Oh That's a good thing. If I think we should just do like a spy cam and on a dating app and one of us go on a date and we just bring out these questions. Great <laughs> idea. Probably run. Probably run. That's a great idea. I love that too. Yeah. Big picture. Oh my God. I can't wait for this. It's a good app. It's that good is. App. I think this is going to be one of my favorite apps because I'm always like, I always like icebreaker questions and like that stuff just because I want to see like how deep your mind can like start thinking about shit and there have been people that I have met here that I can say I will literally be in contact with forever be like like even guys because the yeah. conversations that we have are so open and just like honest and I don't like that's who I want to give my energy to and I don't feel lonely when I'm talking to these people but I could go out to a bar with a million people and feel like I don't belong there at all like I feel yeah. super alone it's so rare to find like vulnerability and honesty. And I think especially with men, because um, they like, you know, think vulnerability equals like weak, being weak. And it's, I don't know, to me, like for you to, for me to think that you're a strong person, it comes from like, you need to be able to be vulnerable. Um, and I think that that people that are able to do that, I just, I just came from, I was telling Jess, I just came from, I had um, like a small group meeting tonight and everybody was just so vulnerable. And it's like, you don't find that. It's not easy for a lot of people. It's not, they, they don't want to talk about themselves. They don't want to share things. Um, they don't want people to see the real them. And it's like, that's real strength when you can just like be carefree and it doesn't matter because like, you, you know who you are. And also it's like vulnerability helps. Not only does it help you, but it, it helps everybody else. I heard this quote the other day and it said, um, neglected wounds are infected wounds and people that won't, don't want to talk about things and they don't want to share things. Guess what? That thing is never going to get healed. You will never get healed. That and you're going to be lonely. Yeah. For the rest of your life. That's absolutely true. Yeah. You're going to be a lonely cat woman or dog woman. Even if, I don't know if you could be lonely with dogs, but if you don't, it's, That's yeah. Cool. You can be lonely with a bunch of people. And I never, I feel like my life is turning into a cliche because I've never understood that quote where it says you could be in a room filled with people and be, I've never understood that until now. I can go out and be with like a bunch of people and I literally feel like, the look like just like what am I doing here and I could be with one person and feel fucking so much love and that's yeah. what yeah that's 100 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there's a what's the quotes you have the quote what was the quote that you said earlier that you wanted to do I have the one that I posted yeah I think it was yesterday or two yeah yesterday where it's um until you get comfortable with being alone you'll never know if you're choosing someone out of love or loneliness 
Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's what we were talking about as far as like being able to just sit with yourself. I think that's my biggest thing that I've done in 2019 was I learned how to sit by myself and not need the validation of even speaking to another human. Cause I was just so happy with building myself up and like, I feel, I feel self-worth now. Like I feel like a woman now. I felt yeah. like a little puny girl before. Yeah. I sent you, it said being alone and feeling lonely are two very different things. You can be perfectly at peace in your own company, just as you can feel totally disconnected to a room full of people. It has nothing to do with numbers and everything to do with how you feel. Fucking feelings, man. Mic drop. It is my job. I'm like, I love quotes, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> we started this whole thing. Our podcast, ha- well, th- everything has started based on quotes, like quote after quote after quote. We're like, oh, this one. And then we just like talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And it's funny because 10 people could read the same quote and they all get something different from it. Yep. 100%. And I would always post those and I would be like, you know what? Like I, and then I would talk to somebody else and they were like, oh yeah, I really like that. And then I would try and like get into it and then they wouldn't really have anything to say, but I'm like, so why do you fucking like it? Like what's, tell me why you like it. Tell me. <laughs> when I post things and this happened to me actually yesterday um, and people try like they don't, you know, they have a different belief. And so, you know, like I love those type of people um, mm-hmm. that challenge, you know, my thoughts or my beliefs. Um, it like really, really gets me going in a good way. Um, you know, because not everybody needs to believe the same thing or agree. Um, but the fact that I posted something and it and it had you like your mind stirring to a point where you were like, no, I I disagree. Like, you know, let me tell you how I feel. I'm like, yes. Let's talk about it. Oh, they said the opposite of what you... Yeah, they were like, I don't agree with that. And I was like, okay, great. Why? Do you remember what? what Oh, what was it? Yeah, hold on, I'll tell you. Um, It was... uh, I posted it today or yesterday, and the quote was... I probably did, um, and I was like, "Yeah, that's right." I feel like we have it, ideas. It was you cannot be committed to your dream and your comfort zone. And so this person responded, "I don't agree. I think you can be committed to your dream and be comfortable with it. That means that you love what you're doing." And I just said, "I I can see that, um, but I think that if you're to me, comfortable means that you're not pushing yourself." Like if you're comfortable, then you're not uncomfortable. And if you're being pushed and pushed and pushed, then it's uncomfortable. Um, And I said, you know what? If you're comfortable with mediocrity, then yes, which a lot of people are. Um, Not to say that you can't be living the dream and have a comfortable lifestyle, but if you've reached your dream and you're not pushing for something more, like, I think you should, always, you should always be pushing for something more. Therefore, you should always be a little bit uncomfortable because without, without change, there is no growth. And if, you know, change is uncomfortable for a lot of people. So for me, it's like this constant circle. Not to say that, like, you know, for me, I dream of, like, having my own farm. If I get that, doesn't mean – I don't think a farm's going to be comfortable at all. But, um, you know, not to say I don't think that – I don't think, you know, like – all-star athletes, major league athletes, they're living their dream. But I, 
I know some and I can tell you 100% they would not describe their lifestyle as comfortable, maybe from a financial standpoint, but that's about it. And I think, well, if you're not growing and you're not learning, you're not living. Like, I feel like you're just dying. There's no, which I do yeah. feel bad saying that because I do, I, I believe that I do have a lot of people in my life that are very happy with, I don't know if they are, honestly, they could be lying to me, but they, I've, they're very happy with just like chilling and, you know, doing the same thing over and over again every day. But that gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> just, some, some people are, some people are really happy with just, you know, like coasting and, and living, um, you know, you know, meeting expectations or, you know, just like living a mediocre life. People are happy with being content and there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Um, I just, I'm, I'm not, but you know, that's me. It's a different personality. And there was a girl that just messaged me today asking me what my anagram is or my anagram. It's, it's, what the hell is that? What was it? E -N -N -E. Some sort of medical term for you nurses? No, she's not. She's actually a psych major and she's, or she's studying to go into psych and she, it's called like an anagram or something. I have to post it, but it's, it's basically you take a test and it tells you what type of personality you are. And I was the type that was like always bored. Like I get bored easily and I need to always be like doing something or pushing myself, which I think is also what caused me in my relationship. I was not, I wasn't stimulated enough for myself. He was a great boyfriend, but it was me. Like I, I wasn't, I didn't live life enough yet. And I felt lonely because I didn't feel, that's why I didn't love myself. I feel like a lot because I wasn't, I wasn't pushing myself enough. Like I just had my job and like, that was it. And we were doing the same thing over and going to the same bars and same yeah. restaurants and like, but he had already lived his life and he had already done all the shit that he wanted to do he was 10 years older than me. And I feel like that's why I didn't, I didn't like stir up enough rocks. They say like, I haven't like done a lot of stuff yet that I wanted to do. And that was, that's, I, that's why I felt so lonely in a relationship where he was a very loving person, which is crazy. But yeah. now thankfully I could look back and uh, now I know what it is to actually feel loved in a relationship because that's right. I did not before it. I felt very, yeah, very sad actually, but it's definitely I don't regret anything nope it's all lessons all teaches us what we want and what we don't want and I'm still learning that I think but I'm very happy that I decided to be alone for anybody that's listening and that has been in relationships for so long you're talking to a person or you're listening to a person I was a serial monogamist like serial dater not even dater serial long-term relationshiper and i was never ever ever alone and people even my dad would tell me he was like you've never had the chance to figure out who the fuck jessica is yeah and now i yeah it's definitely it's worth it if you're feeling that too because you're not being fair to the other person either if you feel alone with a person that loves you it's not you're, you're not being fair to them this is so cliche, but everybody that's listening, you are not alone. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. We're here. And uh, we're thankful. We're, yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, it's coming from pretty I, There's people. so many people I know that are married and they stay in it because they're dependent financially. They, they have so much. It would be such a hassle. All the bills, the kids, the furniture, splitting everything. And it's just like, honestly, honestly, 
you will be happier. If you're even questioning it and that is the reason that you're staying, it's the wrong reason. Of course, it's going to be hard. Of course, you're going to be sad. Of course, you're going to have times of loneliness. But like you will figure it out. You will figure it out. And um, you're either going to stay in a relationship or well, marriage, but you're going to stay in a marriage because you feel comfortable and you don't want to split the house and everything and like put a burden on the kids. Meanwhile, every, I mean, divorces are pretty prominent these days. I mean, it just oh, happens. But then, or you're going to break up and then you're going to end it. But then you're also going to be able to find out. It's just, it's such a big, it's crazy. Because my family's going through it right now where they like, they're like, they were staying with each other. Yeah. Think about like for anybody out there that's in a relationship, in a marriage, and you're so concerned or you're scared my challenge for you is imagine the the mom or the dad imagine the parent you can be imagine the sister or brother you can be imagine the spouse you can be to somebody the friend the employee you can be if you're happy versus what kind of parent and sibling and employee and friend are you being right now knowing that you're not 100% fulfilled you're not happy you don't love your life. You don't love yourself. Like what you can give to everybody else and who you're going to be for them is going to be so much better if you make that choice. Just something to think about. I wish I had like a little maybe I can add some things button do. Oh, his thumb. It'd be like the hang up button. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> What's this red phone do? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, that's great. I feel like we covered it. <laughs> we were wondering when we first started this, we go, so so like how do we end it? And we're like, we'll just be like, all right, so that's that. <laughs> that's all folks. Wait, we have to think of something. Anybody that's listening, you guys can um Maybe we'll have like some sort of saying or like, you know, song that fades out when, when we're done. So I was thinking that, but you really got to, if you're going to choose a song, like I wanted to choose different songs, like ever, whatever, like feeling I'm having that day, yeah. but like to choose one song is a very hard thing to do. But you know, I listen to like different, like the Joe Rogan podcast starts off like nothing. It just starts off with like his head spinning and then it's yeah. just him talking. So I feel like it's, you know. We have we'll to think of our own signature that. thing. Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what I th- I've been thinking about this for a long time. I've been thinking about this fucking podcast for three years, man. It's crazy. And I feel like I'm finally doing it and I feel so good about it. That's so, right. Me too. So good. <laughs> thanks, so. thanks for Jess for getting this started. And thanks for everybody who tuned in and listened to however long this podcast was. This is um, the longest one by far. It was a long one. Um, but if you stayed through it, power to you. Yeah, a lot of people have liked them so Any far. Any feedback, we're open to it. Yeah, as long as it's not mean. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. If you're going to be negative, get out of here. No, I'm just kidding. For real, I don't want to hear it. And I know that I'm going to have guy friends that are going to be like, You guys are so stupid. Yes, so nobody fucking cares. <laughs> well, oh, the best is going to be when like our ex is here. What, why are you talking about us? Yeah. <laughs> Like you made me into this. 
<laughs> Actually, we thank all of our exes because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. We wouldn't be here right now. You guys are, they're really the secret stars of the show. I love you all. I still do. I have no hatred towards anybody. No, no. People. I don't have hatred towards anybody. And yeah, nobody. It's not worth it. <sighs> Everything happens for a reason. I got my heart ripped out of my chest for, I'm just kidding. <laughs> dead. All right. Your hair looks beautiful, by the way. Nobody can see Kathleen, but because this is going to be an audio, but she's, she's really hot. So you should start following her. <laughs> underscore Kathleen Smith underscore. I'm like, not, I'm, I'm not that person, but. Jess is, Jess is the popular one. Um, and so when we decided that we were going to do this, all of her um, fans, I like to call them fans, uh, started following me. Um, so shout out to all of our fans out there. Shout out to my fans. Ew, Maybe know. we'll do um, like a, a video one, one day, so you guys can see our lovely faces. I want to. I think it would be fun. I, I want it. It's just it's fucking awkward as hell. Videotaping yourself I mean, is... I have serious ADD. For you guys, if you could see, my hair is in a top knot. The bottom portion is down. I'm twisting it. I look like um, Cindy Lou from Whoville. And it's... I'm two hours ahead of Jess, so I'm like at a delirious state right now. It is, it is bedtime. It's 11 o'clock at night over there. Yeah, it's 11. You guys, uh -uh, I'm an old lady. I'm asleep at this time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't even notice that. Colorado, I forgot I'm on mountain time. And you also don't look bad at all. You look, they're like, you know what? Every girl thinks that they look horrible. Mm, we're our own worst, worst critic. Always. Jess is like a, a fiery redhead right now. She's dyed her hair. I told her I went through a redhead stage when I was obsessed with Lindsay Lohan and it lasted two days. It really did last two days and then I had to do it again. It's, uh, that's what it's happens. It's not everybody can wear crazy hair colors. I like it. I like, yeah. It's a Looks way to protect really. yourself. Just don't do it um, when you are breaking up with somebody. It's not, don't cut your hair. Don't get tattoos. Because I've done that so don't, don't do it don't do it it's not worth it i got this did i ever show you that what the hell oh uh, you guys i'm looking at a tattoo and it's the letter the first initial of her ex's first name on is that your ring finger mm -hmm. you guys you guys, don't do that. Do not follow in Jess's footsteps. <laughs> what happens when you break up and then you go into a meltdown? I'll do anything to show you my love. To try and keep the person. Don't fucking do it. I'm stupid. But it matches my hair now because it's red. There you go. Red tattoo, red hair. <laughs> we also have this matching which is great. I'm so happy. Yep. But this is like, I could deal with that because it could have other meanings to it. But yeah. Mm. Don't, no, don't never do that. It's not worth it. Being, just go be alone. Well, nobody will, I mean, now all of our listeners know this about you, but maybe one day somebody, you know, because everyone's going to be listening to our podcast. Right. There might be somebody one day who doesn't and you can make up whatever story you want about those. Yeah. 
I don't know what story it's going to be because. Or it's going to be taken off at some point. I have to wait probably a year. It's going to be super painful. <laughs> oh, man. This is so stupid. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> we, Kathleen's going to go to bed because it's 11 o'clock at night. Um, mm. This is going to be posted in the morning. Wait, if I could wow. get my thing. Oh, what a yeah. quick turnaround. Right? I think, yeah. I'm very, I want it. We'll do that. And then I'll probably, I have to figure out like a posting schedule. But like, I, I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. He just posts whenever the fuck he wants. So I just kind of. I kind of want to do that. I'm down for it. Yeah. All right. It was not lovely talking to you. Have a beautiful until, until next time. We'll get get started on the next one, whatever you want to talk about. Start Sounds raising stuff down. Dating apps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. That's a good idea. Okay. Well, dating apps. Next one, guys. Listen in. From the person who's never never been a part of one to the person who's been a part of we're gonna get you on one to see we're gonna see what it's like for you yeah that's exciting i like that (laughs) yeah i'm down for that okay all right we love you guys thanks for listening